hello everybody and welcome to Elsie's Yoga Class Live and Unplugged Podcast. Woo-hoo! And uh, so this episode is a little different, y'all. There is no yoga class this time. A little different. I haven't done one of these since uh, the charity episode and even then I didn't actually add kind of other content. So stay tuned. This is kind of really fun. Um, We're actually going to deal with two different things. One of them is that I'm going to play you a little promo of um, an audio weight loss CD. I know that that's so bizarre because it really doesn't have anything to do with yoga, but it's by one of my fellow podcasters. His name is Dr. Monty, and he has another podcast called Fitness Rocks. I did an interview with him quite a while ago, actually, and I just really like him. He is I really love uh, people like him, very passionate, very straight up. He's not, uh, he's going to give you the information as it is. And he has created this fantastic CD. It's called um, Weight Loss How They Did It. And you can get it in Amazon and you can also get an audio download from his site. And I will put links up so when you listen to this, you can check some of that stuff out. I'm actually going to play uh, an excerpt from that uh, audio CD. In my other podcast called Yogic Workout, which should be coming out within the next two or three days, the newest episode, and also the second half of the interview with Mr. Mark Holtzman, who is one of my dear friends and yoga teacher. So um, stay tuned for that. And then the other aspect of this is going to be, I'm going to give you here in this feed, in this that you've subscribed, subscribed to, my or our first episode of the new podcast called, drumroll, Mudra Moments, with um, my dear friend Hilary Rubin, who is also a yoga instructor, and uh, she also has a podcast, Hilary's Yoga Practice Podcast, and um, we have actually been collaborating quite uh, for a long time, getting this thing together, and we've created this idea and this podcast to build community within the yoga community really within especially and focusing on students who really want to deepen their understanding of philosophy and yoga and also yoga teachers and yoga teacher trainees people who are kind of delving into the field of teaching yoga either as a you know to supplement your income or maybe doing it full-time and we talk about the everyday aspects of it we'll give you hints and tips about how to uh, who approach different subjects we'll also kind of riff about the things that we kind of, uh, how would you say it, like the things that we come across every day and living our lives and how we apply yoga to that and maybe being tired about, you know, going to teach and things like that. So whatever rises up, we, we kind of like wrap together and talk about stuff and it's really great. We have actually have four episodes already, but only one of them is up. And uh, so listen up. You can subscribe through iTunes. It is at www.mudramoments.com, and you're more than welcome to go check that out. We're so excited about that. So those are the two things you will listen, all right, to listen to here. So now the next aspect of this, if you are new, if you're a new listener and you're coming to visit because you heard me in Podcast 411 by the mighty Rob Walsh, woohoo! then welcome. And I'm sorry that I'm not giving you a class today. I'm just giving you some talk. But please, please come back next week because next week we have such a great class. I actually recorded my event, my live event, um, 
yoga to lift your spirits. I've been talking about that now for about four weeks to y'all. So I actually recorded it, and it's it's a long kind of class, but it's so fun. And that's next week. I'll get more into it. But we have Vic Hannigan, the guy whose music you hear right at the beginning, and my other student who is amazing, Joe Shashadi, who played live during Shavasana, so stay tuned. I'll talk more about it later. So um, that's coming up. And also, uh, thank you, Rob, for interviewing me. I had a great time. And you guys have got to go subscribe to Podcast 411. It's such an amazing show at Podcast. He also has another one today, an iPhone, for all you iPhone fanatics. I am an iPhone fanatic, although I do not own one, nor do I'm planning on getting one either, but I just, like, live vicariously through the applications. (laughs) Um, Anyway, um, so those are the two things. I'm going to be going on vacation July 30th to August 10th, so do expect a class next week. I'm not sure uh, what will happen the week after that. I cannot guarantee whether or not I will be getting up uh, another class the week after that, but I will be recording them, so uh, stay tuned. All right, I think that's about it. I think we can start to kind of get going with this stuff. Um, Let's see. Oh, my God, my brother, my brother, my dear sweet brother. You all know that the Simpsons movie is coming out, right? So my brother, Luis Escobar has now just opened up or actually released or whatever, published, I don't even know how you say it, his own blog now. My brother, my little brother, he's been working for The Simpsons since he was in high school, which is now possibly a little bit over 10 years. So uh, he is going to be giving you behind-the-scenes thoughts and opinions about The Simpsons movie because he actually worked on it and some very interesting uh, web comics that he's developing. He is such... A great artist. He's the one that designed my Yogi Girl logo. I don't know if you've seen that. It's a cute little girl on a bike with a rosary and a lotus position. It's too cute. It's too cute. Um, you go to Yogi Workout to see her. She's right at the top of my page. So, in his blog is Luis Escobar blog.com. So, go check him out if you guys are any Simpson fans. I think that I have covered quite a bit of information here, y'all. Let's see. Anything else that I can tell you? I covered this and this. All right. So the last thing, just one more thing. If you happen to want to know what I'm up doing here and there, especially when I'm on vacation, please feel free to follow me on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash yogeek. And if you want to participate, it would be awesome if you signed up, got your account, and then we could be buddies and kind of uh, stay in touch. I have a couple of you guys who are doing that, and I love it. I love it. So uh, check it out, and you can always see what I'm up to. <laughs> Enjoy listening to the show, and I please come back for yoga to lift your spirits. Oh my God, it's the best! It's it's so it's just it was a fun it was a very fun class. It was a very fun class. Enough. Oh, of course enough. And then I have something else to say. Okay. You can let, send me e feedback, please, at eyogaclass at gmail.com. eyogaclass at gmail.com. Come visit my website, www.elsiesyogakula.com, and leave me comments, please. Or you can call me at 206 666 4439.
I would say in the last three, four years, I've put on more weight than I really would like to. So around around three years ago, I, I really made a, a very firm decision to lose fat, to lose weight, and a lot of it. Um, at the time, I was around a, a little over 200 pounds. I'm only five foot seven, so kind of give you a picture of what that would look like on me. In my 20s, I worked as a management consultant and traveled around the UK, mainly staying in hotels, eating out in expense accounts, again, not exercising. And I started smoking and drinking and generally eating junk food. And it was just part of our life, I guess, my husband and my life, to eat and drink and not to exercise. I was 230 pounds on a six-foot frame, 50-year-old man. And uh, I think I had a BMI of 31, which put me in the obese category. And I had a lot of aches and pains and uh, medical conditions that were largely as a result of the way I was eating and the extra weight that I was carrying. I had, I had chronic foot pain and knee pain and back pain, you know, from carrying around an extra 50 pounds in my frame. I had acid reflux that was pretty much of a daily event. And worst of all, I had sleep apnea. I had been diagnosed with sleep apnea a couple of years before, actually, and, you know, went through the sleep clinic and everything. And the choices given to me when I was diagnosed was, um, you know, the CPAP machine was, was one option, which didn't particularly appeal to me. The second option was surgery. And I actually went to see the surgeon, and the, the surgeon looked at me and told me I was a good candidate for surgery. They explained what he was going to do. I said he would uh, break my nose, straighten my septum. He would take out my tonsils and also cut some uh, skin from the roof of the back of my mouth to open up my breathing package, uh, breathing pass passages. Then he would, then he was going to break my jaw and bring it forward since I had a bit of a of an overbite, and uh, that was not very appealing to me either. So the third option was lose some weight. It's something that you have to take control of yourself, and you can't blame a government, and you can't blame anyone else. I kind of have, you know, somehow managed to convince myself that the long-term payoff is worth some of these short-term sacrifices, right? And so by short-term sacrifice, I mean the taste of eating a, a half pint of haagen versus getting up every morning for the next couple of years, looking in the mirror and being able to say, wow, I really love the way that I look. And that, just being able to, to kind of feel you know, and appreciate those longer-term payoffs has, has helped tremendously. It is pretty simple when you get right down to it. I stopped working out, let my diet go a little bit, and you know things started to go uh, the wrong direction. <laughs> I really thought before I got started that I knew about nutrition. I thought I you know, knew what I needed to do to, to be healthy, and I couldn't really figure out how come I was so overweight. Well, I, I thought it was just basically due to exercise. And uh, after reading a lot, of, a, a lot about nutrition, I just came to realize I didn't know anything about nutrition at all. I always thought I knew what a healthy diet was. Looking back now, I did not eat a healthy diet. I thought I did. It's just so essential for your health that you exercise and eat well. What I experienced personally, which was a sort of sense of slowly slipping into eating too much and not exercising, we're doing that as a society. And as a society, those terrible habits are killing us. And it's, it's ridiculous. It's, not, it's, it's wealth and luxury. 
that is putting us in that position, it's almost inexcusable, you know, morally inexcusable. I am obligated to give you a medical disclaimer. This audio CD is not intended to help with making a medical diagnosis or to provide medical treatment. If you have any particular underlying medical problems, you should seek help from your primary care physician. Before you use any of the information in this audio CD, please discuss it with your primary care physician. This is Elsie and Hillary, and welcome to our first episode of Mudra Bowman. Finally, <laughs> it has been brewing in oh. our heads for so long. That's Mala. That's Hillary's doggy. And that's a with Mudra a toy. moment. Her squeaky <laughs> toys always seem to be the favorite when we were looking and seeking for silence, especially wanting to meditate. My meditation practice is suffering. Because partially, my dog likes her squeaky toys. No squeaky toys, Mala. Um, she looks sad. Speaking of meditation and turning inward, Miss Hillary. Yes. She's found another squeaky toy. Mala, leave it. My dog is named Mala because she chewed on my Mala beans. Not just because I'm a yoga teacher, but partially because... No, because the dog is bad. She's not bad. She's not bad. She's She's a good dog. She's a good dog. So, speaking of turning in, which your email that you sent to me over a week ago, I guess it was? Yes. I think, yeah, it was like Friday. Yeah, almost a week ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes, what about it? Well, what about it? <laughs> well, Elsie emailed me and it inspired me to actually teach um, a podcast about was I got this email and it said, hey, what's up? And or, I don't know exactly. It didn't say, hey, what's up? But she basically said, like, I'm turning in, not using my phone, not using the computer, shutting off and taking time to remember. And I was so inspired because it just was like, whoa, like it just hit me from the teachings of our teacher of just like what is there to remember and I turned off my computer and I sat down and I meditated for a half an hour and then from there yeah. I was inspired because you reminded me just to whatever that was for me right it was I think different maybe for you but it reminded me of wait a minute you know like what is all this stuff about like getting certified and all these wonderful things are going on and it's swirling like the wind blowing um, but it grounded me like it was really really great so um, mm. I'm going to thank you for that. So what was thank what you. inspired that for you? Well, we're trying to keep this timeless, so to speak, but it was Good Friday on Friday. Oh, I didn't know that. And I had so, no idea. Yeah. No Part worries. of the mudra is where I'm raised Jewish and Elsie's raised Catholic. So there's a paradox kind of there, which makes our mudra of coming together. Yeah, and so and we're both yogis, but it kind of... Anyway, that's a whole other story. So I kind of... You know, part of the process of, of, of remembrance, just like Hillary was talking about, it was like a culmination in the midst of this, the Lenten season to kind of culminate on this 
kind of like a remembrance day and and that friday is is very inward turning and i thought well how could i do it as a way to remember and not have it be about being like denial and and it seems like always such a uh like a like a bad thing it's kind of like you're fasting you're trying to remember you give bad something stuff. up you right? give you're something up so you gave up the computer right but it wasn't so but the whole point is this it's like i saw it as a difference it wasn't like giving things up uh-huh. it was choosing to step in as a just as an invitation to yeah. to remember the goodness that is is inside mm-hmm. and and that sometimes doesn't necessarily need to be like a celebratory outward thing mm-hmm. but how do you celebrate inside in a quiet way to take the time to watch listen mm-hmm. and feel which is what my my class was about based on something else but it really that's why and it was really quite interesting because i wasn't sad it wasn't like it was a sad day to remember it was a it was just a time to to really like light the fire from the inside out mm-hmm. and let it be kind of like an inner inner kindling like, yeah oh, okay. like a taste yeah. for the mm-hmm. for that wonderful simplicity inside and and it was really intriguing because it's hard when you're teaching secular secular under quotes yoga classes based upon uh, a more organized so to speak religious beliefness that i have but you don't bring it and throw it at the people you you kind of like distill it in a way so that you give the teachings as i understand them honoring what i feel but offering it out to others to experience as their own as their own sacred experience mm-hmm. and it's and it's a kind of like a fine line to kind of tread especially when you're uh, offering that as a gift you know and and um i don't like go out and say today is good friday we will have a really sad class you know or something like that i just i wouldn't even know what that would mean right, if you said exactly. that to me i would go banks are closed yeah. like, that's all that means to me is like oh i guess yeah. it's i can't go to the bank okay yeah. um it's a holiday but i think that you're yeah. hitting on a really interesting point because what is it you know it's sometimes we want to be so brilliant and we want to go teach a class and of course in the style we teach on usara like the theming is part of its je ne sais quoi like mm-hmm. its specialness is because we we bring a uh, content of philosophy and we bring in like a personal thing and we you know we have all that and you know i i find for me like when i'm teaching is like the more personal and personal within a boundary like not you know you're not gushing about maybe the most horrible thing but i just find that it's 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 a it's a challenge but it's a really amazing gift like if you want to use a holiday and like what if you don't like i didn't use passover i mean cuz i don't really as much as i know about it, i just don't follow those religions like mm-hmm. i get into the hindu religions or i look at certain things and if something resonates which is kind of interesting because we can force as teachers we can force even in our own practice mm-hmm. we can force and try to make something fit and it's interesting because you you used it to do something differently like you just said like i'm not going to feel like I'm giving up anything. And so I think that shows us that there's a freedom for the ind- the independent like as the teacher because this is a podcast, you know, not only for just yogis but for teachers is you might read something in the newspaper, or, you know, that you you do that wonderfully and again we're inspired by our teachers. But I think that the more down to earth and real we can be become and and being on the level of our students like not being this higher up pedestal i just find that it, the yoga is good for everybody mm-hmm. like it just it really helps cuz now i understand a little bit seeing it a little bit differently from what you're sharing right <laughs> doggy problem doggy licking <laughs> on on elsie's earpiece <laughs> earpods oh great now i'm going to have dog cook in um, my ears so that's actually really helpful because i think that you know you can be having a challenging day or you're turning in and 
you know, being able to use the yoga in that way, I think, because sometimes, you know, especially if you're not, you might not know what to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. and how you can draw from that for inspiration or drawing from an email for inspiration or drawing from just a dog running around or, you know, and that life is, as we both share, is mm-hmm. the yoga is in the every moment, right? right. It's there if you want to find it. Right. No, I totally agree with you. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, um, so from that, um, you were mentioning, I know that we both have been getting emails because a lot of people that are listening to our podcast are teachers. So thank Yay, you for that. Yay, teachers. Thank you. And, and from all over the world. Yes. Which is kind of really exciting. Really, really cool. And can you remember anything offhand that anyone maybe was saying or, or what, any questions or anything? I don't have necessarily questions, but I think what resonated the most, and I'm sorry that I can't remember it, you guys. I know there's the latest one that I got was from a teacher from Brazil. She actually practiced at City Yoga okay. for a while. You, you might actually, I can't remember your name, Princess, so I'm not going to say it at this moment. I don't have the email here. Don't you have a student named Princess, though? No, I don't. I call everybody Princess. Oh, you, is that? Oh, I thought there was an actual person. No, dude. Everybody's name, name oh. is Princess. Okay. In my heart, everybody's a princess. And, and everybody wants... No, you know, I almost call boys princesses too, and they don't really like that too no, much, no. Anyway, but I, I received this email from a, a, she was a, she used to come to City Yoga a lot, about five years ago, I think she said she moved to Brazil, and she's the only Anasara teacher in Brazil right oh, now. Oh, wow, wow, wow. And so um, she was really thankful to listen to my podcast and have the Kula and John a little closer to her just uh-huh. from, from listening. And, and that's kind of the the gist of the emails that I've been getting, yeah. that it's an opportunity for those women or men that are living in different areas of the world who don't happen to have a yoga studio at every corner mm-hmm. and a pick of how many different choices of yoga classes that you could get at so many different times that just are so thankful to be able to practice and yeah. to have a teacher. And that's what I miss the most, but that's a whole other story too. Well, yeah, but like I do to too. be able to listen and to just kind of go to class and and have the the feeling of community or the feeling of inspir. That's the other yeah. thing too. People it's go like that's so inspiration. And the thing is, it's like I'm inspired by my students and by life itself. And I think it's harder when you when you're by yourself. A little too much, not that little too much. Meaning, like well, you don't there are other the... teachers. There are other yeah. people to like feed back. Because I know for me, when I because I've been going back and forth to Canada, and there was a girl up there. Um, it's Christine Price Clark, who I interviewed, um, and or a woman actually, and she recently moved from New York. And then she um, she was telling me when she heard that I got certified, and I met her for we've been having like fifteen minute meetings when I get up there because she's always going from class to class. Mm-hmm. And she said, "Oh my God, you like." She's been teaching classes from my podcast because she's inspiring. She's like, there's yeah. this podcast and this teacher. And then she tells them that I was certified. And one of her people who are in her class who knows about me from her talking about me in the podcast said, well, tell her I said congratulations. And it was really cool because I just know that doing this, like I, you know, part of our practice and inspiration, it's, I thought the inspiration becomes the service. Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing that, like, how can we find service, like, as teachers? And I know that even as yoga teachers and those of you that are listening, that in your first teacher training, they tell you right away, this isn't about money. You know, yeah. and you're in a studio and you're paying all this money for teacher training. You're paying all these money for the workshops. And if we look at money, money as energy, like, if we shift out of, like, a lack kind of mentality, because now I'm shifting in my, my own mind, and you start to go, well, 
there's a certain value you're going to have teaching privates, you know, and there's a certain value you're going to have to getting out there and teaching. And all I'll say in the beginning is doing my podcast is my service. Like I just know that doing that and I look at the numbers of, you know, of people and the thousands of people that are doing it. And I'm just going, well, if that's $18 a class, like I'm giving a lot away, you know, if, yeah. if we were to put a monetary point to it, but I will say that if you're a new teacher and you're teaching, teach your friends for free. Or if you get a new private, charge them $50, like charge them less because the people that you start working with, those are the people that end up you learn from. Cause I know that me being certified now, I feel like it's my student, like everybody else is certified. Like everyone that is in, involved and woven into that. And so that's just something that I just want to kind of put there is that we want to put money or put monetary things into it, but yet you can let your teaching be part of a service. Like maybe you get a group like, at, at, I don't know, maybe there's an orphanage or maybe there's some place that you teach once a week or once a month and you get your, you practice and you're involved in building the community and, 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 and really touching people because I find that that's the most beneficial thing as, as, we're, as we're realizing this in, in, in a virtual world. And um, yeah, so talking about privates. Talking about privates. Private, which is a lot in LA and New York and cities yeah. more than anywhere else. more than anywhere else and that's what I, when you said like $50 charge $50 that's like and I'm like I think I have a feeling the majority of people $50 is what they would be able to charge really at their top dollar and for not, an hour an hour for an hour minutes. like meaning in not places like as metropolitan as where we live I mean we have access to people who number one can actually afford disposable disposable incomes. incomes kind of things like that and that is lucky for us and um, and it's great. I have a hard time ch charging a little bit more for people who are in a little bit more pain, you know, like meaning yeah. just that they really do need somebody to come help them out. Mm, but at the same time, as I'm working, you know, now I'm starting to find that it's so trying on me that it really takes a lot. Like it's, it's really hard now for me to charge $50 for a lot of work that I do, especially when people are in, in pain or you're yeah. working rehab kind of stuff with well, people. Well, then it's $50 for a half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> then you got to, because that's, that's one it's of the tough. things that I think that if somebody, like if, because here's the thing is if, and I know that like if you're trying to make a living as a teacher and that's it, Elsie was waiting tables and yes. doing another job. I was working in PR and working for a company doing, and I mean, I had to be in fashion and then I had to go teach yoga. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying to Elsie, you gotta drop your waitressing job. Mm -hmm. And she kept slicing it down, but she was even teaching yoga at her restaurant. And I just feel for like new teachers that all of a sudden are like, wanna leave their job and be a full-time teacher, just be really clear that the job that you have is also yoga. Like mm -hmm. that, that yep. it can be very much that you wanna just all of a sudden see all, you're inspired by your teachers and you want to work full and you want to be like, I want to be a yoga teacher. It took me a couple of years until I was afraid to let go of my job. The people who I worked with let go of me. Mm -hmm. And then I just had to soar and trust the universe and open up and privates came to me. I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes they come and they, I get a lot of therapeutic privates mm -hmm. and then they come and I work with them and I've gotten people who've come to me who've been in car accidents and they actually get yoga therapy. Like if for some of you out there, if you're, good and you feel like you can be working with people with injuries it, it can be covered through their health insurance like there's ways that you can really start to learn and and do that and right. getting involved in yoga therapeutics i think is a very important thing especially if you're say a massage therapist and you want to be a yoga teacher um it's a really good thing to be able to do you know like it's, it's just starting to look at the different tools 
um, to work with people because thinking of, you know, being a yoga teacher, it's as a career. I mean, it's kind of such a funny paradox in itself. Mm -hmm. Um, but just, I, I just want to leave that note because I know that a lot of people struggle. They're like, I need privates, I need privates. And they're teaching only for a little bit of time and they've never even done a private. They don't even know what to do in a half an hour, an hour. Right. So if you want to do privates or you want to do something, see if there's somebody in your community, another teacher who's a senior teacher who will let you sit and observe their private. Like yeah. that's a really wonderful way to learn what goes into that because yeah. you become more of a, you become more of like a, like a counselor. Like you're, yeah. it's more than just like, oh, let's get the workout on. Right. <laughs> no, it's, and it's, it, it does. There, it takes a lot of stuff. And I think, you know, I, I would, I'm speaking sort of for you now, but in terms of this podcasting thing that we both started to kind of play with, being a yoga teacher is like, or even a student of yoga is really all about being creative and finding mm -hmm. your way oh, and yeah. starting to fuse every kind of resource available to you out there. We happen to be a little bit, um, good with our with the way we get our word out meaning like we like to communicate a lot and we are pretty comfortable with a medium so to speak and finding these new ways maybe you guys want some other kind of stuff like look around like uh, your places or people who really really speak to you maybe it's hospitals maybe mm -hmm. it's hotels maybe colleges it's, are great colleges, colleges are great are colleges great. are great i, I just taught at a college on Sunday. i just had one of my best friends it's so bizarre one of my That's high school it. friends shout out to tracy um, she, it's so weird. She's my like only best friend from high school. We kind of like, you know, not, we didn't grow apart, but we were apart for so many years and she ended up being a yoga teacher now and she's a, an Iyengar teacher or she's studying Iyengar a lot. And she just got this gig at uh, Mount Sac University, like a little, uh, uh, junior college and she loves it. She's, she's, they're treating her so well. Mm -hmm. She's touching like all these wonderful new, you know, college people. There's so many outlets that you can look, don't think that there's one way to like do yoga, it. Yeah. I wanted to say that because yeah. you can get stuck in going, oh, they're doing it this way. And when you're creative, you're using the Shakti, like, yeah. you're, you know, find the stability of what you believe in, you know, Shiva ground, mm -hmm. but then really dive in and trust your, your intuition and where you're going and you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of outlets and, and especially the more you, you know, if you go to community centers, you go to places, you do just a donation class. Um, once a month, you, maybe you do a donation class at a studio and you rent the space. That's a really wonderful way to do it or mm -hmm. teach out of your home. Like yeah. that's not a bad idea. One good thing is though, if you're going to teach out of your home, get insurance. Like I will say that, like, it's definitely a good idea to do that. Um, to cover yourself, even if you get injured while something's happening, because it's right. not a studio setting. But I taught at a, a university on Sunday, and, and it's like if you stay open, the opportunities happen. Like, just get creative and don't even think small. Like, I just think big and, and really do dream big. And I was invited to teach at a college at Pitzer College, and there's scripts, and there's like five colleges. That's where, very close to where I live. Your parents My live My parents live. So, well, I was out there. Yeah. Your parents. Yeah. <laughs> so I was out there and they invited me because I Isn't kind it of... so beautiful It's out really there? beautiful. I inspired them apparently to teach. They wanted me to come out and teach yoga. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll come out to the college. And then, and it is something I want to move more into in, in everything that I'm with my story and what my vision is um, in taking this in a bigger way into inspiring people to really see the things in their life and make it beautiful. You know, use the philosophy in, in a deeper way of just like practical way. Like these perils or these gnarly things that might have happened to you can really be the very window that opens you up to your purpose and opens mm -hmm. you up to being being able to serve you know right. and 
So they invited me to teach yoga and they were really like understandable. Like I was like, this is my value. This is how much it is. And the school subsidized and um, it was about a pop. It was a, it's a whole series of events about positive body imaging. Fantastic. And so <gasps> being able to use <gasps> yoga it. and being able to do that, these girls, and then I, you know, you just, you start to see when you're really in line with what you want to do, like all these amazing things happened. Yeah. And, we talked about like fear and then like people would write down a fear because I had them journal mm -hmm. and then they did elbows at the wall and then like some of them were freaking out because they didn't, they thought they were going to fall over and then, and then I said, okay, now write about if you were afraid and, and now how does that experience of the yoga pose that didn't kill you or hurt you right. in, inform your fear and there was just amazing openings and what I loved about college students is they're so willing and yeah. open. I've never had... Um, like they wanted to write notes. They immediately yeah. were writing notes down. They were writing all these things. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And so I, I really believe that the gifts and, and teaching and all these things, like the opportunities to teach classes will be there. You know, if, if you're starting to learn and you want to teach, teach for free and then let all the yoga studios know that you're willing to sub. And if mm -hmm. you don't go out of town on the holidays, you'll be teaching. You'll be teaching. You'll be teaching and being very present in your community. If you're creating the community, then, then you do that and just like dive in because just like our teachers always said is you usually know more than the people who show up. You know, it's definitely right. going to be the case. Um, so I just want to kind of add that like as a little kind of kickoff of this podcast I think about it's teaching. Great. Yeah, it's, it's, it just, it really does when you start to line up with what you, and it takes a while sometimes, you know, you just got to keep on trying and constantly keep looking inside because that's, you, you get inspiration and you, and as you teach, you do start to develop your own voice. And at first it's perfectly fine. I remember specifically when we did our teacher training, how they were like, copy us. Just copy word for word what I said and say it exactly that way because eventually you'll develop your own voice and at first you don't think you have to reinvent the universe at first. Copy. Yeah. Follow something that works for you or that has worked for you and then as you do it, it'll... It took me a long time. It took me a long time too. Are you kidding me? Like, it took like, me a long oh. time. Like finally, finally, <laughs> I like, that's what this certification process was. It's, I because think they it, catch yeah. you in like patterns that you pick up that you have no idea. Like, and, and you do it and I'm not going to even tell you what to do because I listen to your podcast kidding? and there's, there's like little things that you do that are totally like an ode to your teacher. Dude, I know. And I hear it and I'm like, oh that's not even her, like her space filler, you know, know. like that's so not, that's like so funny. It's now regurgitated, like literally it comes out as, it's so bizarre because I know it, but it's so much sometimes that it comes out of me now. And that's like so scary, like it's weird how you like you just move into this really weird vibe of like just inviting people. Yeah, you know? I get it. So oh. Oh, one more last thing I wanted to say is if like you're in a warmer part of climate of town or maybe it starts to get warmer, do yoga classes in the park. Yeah. They do that up or here. outside. At outside the ocean, somewhere you guys, the, the ocean, ocean and have people come and create like a thing. I mean, I just, I, I'm just really all about like being creative, you mm -hmm. know, like there's so many different ways to do it and to teach and to touch people and maybe you only teach once or twice a week. Right. You know, it's, it's like 16 Believe classes me. or whatever. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. New but. teachers, please don't think you have to do more. Believe me, because there'll be a time when you'll be wishing you don't have to go teach. Because, because you don't get to practice. You don't get to practice. And that's the next thing that you have to remember. That the more you teach, the less you practice. And how hard it is to practice. And 
oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how I want a yoga class. And sometimes I yearn for somebody to tell me, take your right shoulder back, puff your kidneys. <laughs> well, the thing <laughs> or also just is talk you, to me nicely. Because then, yeah, just be, tell me how good I am. I know. <laughs> um, but the thing I think is this, like, finding time for your practice and teaching. Because yeah. it's even having the energy. It's the energy. You're right. It's just the energy. Because sometimes, like, I literally the other day, I mean, yes, I've been practicing 11 years. And I've worked really hard and would do even twice a day and five days a week. And there was like training, 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 training. Because you want to get strong because if you're going to demo, like I demo poses yeah. all the time. And I know that if I'm a little bit more like not connected, like you can get injured doing demos. And you have right. to be really, really careful with that. Um, showing mm -hmm. poses if you're not warm and you're not really clear what's going on. Um, and really guide and protect yourself. But um, I literally, because now that I have bolsters because it was given to me as a gift from one of my clients. Yes. He said, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, bolsters. <laughs> and I got bolsters, and let me just say, I'm like, well, I want to practice. I'm going to do restorative. I'm going to do restorative. I'm going to do restorative. It's like a chocolate chip cookie. I'm going to eat a cookie. And the other day, I literally did like a couple sun salutations. I did twists, because I love doing a supported twist. And then I did Supta Baddha Konasana, and I fell asleep. <laughs> Aww. And I totally fell asleep and I didn't know and I didn't have my alarm set and I had to go teach and then I popped up and I'm like, Wah! and then Aww. it was totally, I was totally out of sorts. But I will say that I've been using your podcast and I've been I've even been using yours I, too. And it's been, I love it as a tool and I love it because yeah. I can just go and, and just be, it, it helps you because I think you're like, for me, if I do get an hour or two and definitely every week, like twice a week. Three times a week, I'll do my own practice, like beyond, and I will right. do an hour. That's where I find really interesting insights as far as sequencing. Yeah, like, and because that's I'm not. Thing. That's the thing that I really get, and I find little other things that I'm like, oh, whoa, this is really cool, and then I can share that with my students. So, it. But it took me a while to be able to practice at home. Like it definitely. But I think the podcasts are like a good tool to kind of training wheel to practice at home, mm -hmm. and then eventually, like, kind of do it on your own. Yeah, and you know, it's cool because you hear. And then, like, I'll listen and I'll do some, and then I'll kind of do, I want to do this. Like, you get inspired with, like, yeah. the move, and then yeah. says, no, no teacher there Like, to you're tell talking, you. and I'm at the wall doing something. <laughs> like, okay, I'll see, you can't see me. You know, or you're like, or I don't do something exactly. you said. I'm like, uh, no, I, I don't, don't want to do, do that. that. Exactly. <laughs> and it's funny, because when you're in class, you're kind of a little more like, you don't want to... And that's why I don't bad. go to classes, And though. it's tough, because a lot of the time, that's exactly how I feel. Like, there's certain classes where I'm like, I it's not everything I need and there's certain parts like you intuitively know yeah. in your practice where you're like this is not doing what I what it needs to do for me um, and so it's great because you do listen you get inspired by the class but then at the same time it kind of goes away and it kind of saw you know kind of I don't know it's it's very very cool so, so yes we've covered a lot we did cover a lot we don't have a phone number yet Hillary Rubin we can use mine let's use mine did you want to use mine or yours we Use have yours. You have it. So please call us with feedback. Call yes. us and let us know what you want us to talk about, yes. what we can help you with. Maybe it's advice on a pose or it's advice in any way because we are here um, to guide you uh, as a teacher. Maybe it's a book. We both have yeah, bookstores on um, our, our websites. websites. Mine's Hillary's Yoga Practice.com. Mine is Elsie's Yoga Kula.com. And um, we have our shops there for books and for music and different things um, to get your gear on and our sequences, you know, all that stuff. There's so many tools mm -hmm. for you. Yep. Um, and we have an email. Don't we have mudramoments at yahoo.com or no, Gmail? Uh, Gmail. Okay. 
mudra moments at gmail.com if we don't we'll get it yeah so it'll please. all be up yeah <laughs> don't you worry mudra moments at gmail.com and we do have our website but we haven't quite put anything up on there yet so let's uh, not right now but we will mudramoments.com we have the we have yeah. the mudramoments.com we have the the whole thing so maybe when you check it it'll be up hey and we'll explain more and we'll explain more and share more and so, share more um so from we have two urban yoginis yes from two urban yoginis <laughs> out in la yes. um i'm ready to go teach a class and you have a class too no i don't i gave it up well, somebody might be practicing tonight <laughs> while I'm teaching my class, but I don't know if she'll come to my class. Maybe I'll convince Elsie you know to come to I my class I wish I tonight. could come to her class, but I have to go cook dinner. Oh, yeah, she's going to have to. And I have to go to the grocery store. Okay, so see, yoga in motion. I know. Um, thank you guys so much, and uh, we can't wait to we hear from wait you. Wait, the number, 206-666-4439. 206-666-4439. Call. Or... Fax. Or fax. Ah. Faxing is good. Ah. And voice message feedback is awesome. But, I don't, you know, we have to teach you guys that, too, because you're all going to have to be very techno yogis. If you're going to be teaching and you want to have a voice, leave a message because that means your voice will be heard shared. and shared. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.